Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Yes, guys, welcome to Cruise Control. My name is Buki, your host as usual. Uh, it's time for us to speak to some of the uh, iconic people doing innovative stuff. I mean, shakers, movers in the tech space. And right now, I'm moving into farmland, guys, because Africa is green. I just feel like singing, the land is green. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Uh, but the land is definitely green. And, of course, innovation is what everybody is all about right now, revolutionizing almost every sector. And the farmlands are no uh, far from technology right now seeing the world of farming uh taking shape in different forms and people um applying different innovative ways by which our produce can be more healthy more fresh and of course we can we can live longer so joining me today on the show i have my friend who is a farmer joining uh cruise control and we're going to be having conversation on the life of a modern farmer i know most people right now when you ask them they'll be like i don't want to be a farmer when we're in school people don't raise their hand to be a farmer everybody wants to be doctor lawyer and engineer but we'll get to find out how my guest his name is shedrack and he's going to be telling us how he found himself in the world of farming and how farming has been uh for him so far so good uh welcome shedrack hi Hi, Nicola. Good day. Good day. Good to yes. have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. I just I have love. the nudge to call you Agbe. In Yoruba, it means farmer. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's a song that says, That means the work of a farmer is the work of our land. Like I said in the intro, the land is green. So welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you yeah. feeling today? I usually like to ask so I can know maybe there's a thing or two I need to do to spice up your day for you. How is okay. your day going? Um, my day has been eventful with um, so many other things, but in general, it has been a decent day. So, decent so day. I would say it's good. good. Yeah, so this should top it up. This is the cherry. Ah, really good. <laughs> good to have you and making Africa ter- uh, Tech Radio be the sherry on on your day. Feels so good. And I, ca- I can see yeah. some people are joining us. Uh, I want to say a big welcome to you guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, only. Uh, but there will be some rules because we usually don't do this. This is an exception for today. So for this, I would want you, in case you have any question for... Um, my guest just drop your question in comments uh i will take that but right now i'll just be having the conversation with shedrak shedrak the yoruba emil shedrak <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm going to be having the conversation with him and of course you can participate but i'll have to um, give permission for that clear on it i believe so so uh you you were telling me about your day so typically, yeah. I want to jump into the conversation right away. What's the day? What does the day of a farmer? What does it look like? A typical day? Okay. First off, there's this um, notion folks have about farmers and be like, oh, they go into the bush, they all dress ragged, and um, they have this their farmers hat and everything. Yeah, some days are like that, but it's not every day they're like that. The little ones we can do here and there to plant for the little community we have around us to eat. So my day is typically just chill. If I need to go to the farm, I will just get into the truck, drive to the farm, which is an amazing sight, by the way. When you're driving, you see the old, the old nice greeneries and water view. And you get to the farm and it's, it's basically just chilled. Like, there is nothing to anti-dating every day. So. There are days that you get your hands dirty. There are days you just go to the farm, stay under the cashew tree, enjoy the breeze. And, you know, maybe there are some palm wine around. You take some palm wine. So it's basically just chilled. I feel envious with the last statement, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel envious. Uh, yeah, I wish they, I, they I, can I, just I send palm just. wine to my work. I'll definitely, I'll, I think I'll be working 10 times harder if that is happening here. So I feel I envious know, of right? you having that kind of life. I mean... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just interesting. So what got you interested in farming? Has that always been uh, something oh. you've loved from childhood or how did you find yourself in farmlands? I grew up in an environment where we didn't even have any farms around. I grew up in the city of Lagos and 
Oshodi to be precise. So where where do you want to see the greeneries? So farming was more or less like ah, you will always frown at it and be like, nah, it's not for me and everything. And then I went to university. I studied geophysics and um, um, I was at my dad's place um, a while ago. I think I'm um, about five, six years ago. And we had this just a small farm and we we're investing cassava. And I kind of liked that I was having that moment with um, with my dad. So it was interesting investing cassava here and there. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Then a friend introduced me to catfish farming, and I just thought I could do it as a passive something I could just do at my leisure. And that was how I got into catfish farming, to be precise. And um, that was how we came about Skyminds Agro. So all this happened in between um, 2017 and 2019. So so far so good. How's it been the the catfish farming? I see uh, yeah. you actually picked a, a different type of farming, which is the livestock farming. So how's yeah. it been, especially looking at the economic of things? Uh, it's been a journey and it's been quite interesting and lot of learning. Um, one thing about catfish farming is going to teach you patience. So I've learned to be more patient with not just farming, but in life generally. And I think every farmer will agree with me that that's one thing about farming. Looking at it from how the economy is right now, it's been challenging, honestly, because you're having the constant changing in prices of goods, prices of commodities, and you need to pay your staff salary, and which is which is amazing. So. It's, it's been challenging economically, challenging trying to see about the whole system. So it's it's not just about growing fish anymore for us. It's about how can we add to improve the protein intake in Nigerians. So that's the stage we're at right now. Protein is very, very important. I think that's one class of food my dad taught me to love. And I like the fact that you're taking it very, very uh, serious. I can see a couple of people joining us. Um, I want to say welcome to Michelle uh, Adedeji. Also, welcome. Um, a couple of people have been in and out. If you have any comments, please uh, drop it. Hi, Michelle. I want to say a big welcome to everybody again. And we have Shedrach on the hot seat with me. <laughs> and he's been talking about the life of a farmer and how he got into farming and of course he has been doing this t- since 2017 i feel like i'm envious of his lifestyle because uh Shedrach just spoke about having palm wine at the end of the day can you imagine like fresh yeah. everything fresh and then you have to support okay. it with some with some catfish uh, and you you spoke about some lesson some lesson you you gain from actually practicing this livestock farming which is patience so i want to go into the challenges what are the challenges you really experience on the farmland having to deal with producing catfish in variety of numbers i don't even know the numbers maybe it's big scale or small scale so let's talk about the challenges and how you've been able to deal with it. Okay. For us at our farm, we always want to produce a minimum of um, 7,000 um, every every quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's our goal. Um, so the challenges involved in this is, um, number one, funding. Um, because we don't have investors from outside. We are self-funding ourselves. So. Sometimes it's it's a bit tough. You can expand how you want to expand. Um, number two is light. So electricity. It's another factor because you really want to grow the business beyond some environment that you find yourself in. But because you don't have certain things, you can't you can't do that. For instance, you want to produce your feeds yourself. So feeds are what um, what does fish eat? So we call them feeds. So let's say the fish food, that's what they eat. So you would want to produce these things yourself, but because you don't have um, the constant electricity to navigate these things, you tend to take a step back and getting your own solar to power these things are going to be hell expensive. So you want to avoid as much um, cost as possible. So it's a, one of the factors and the major factors is the fact that we, the farmers, we don't we don't set the price when we want to sell. 
So the off-takers are the ones who set the price. So you might come to my farm and I'm telling you I want to sell for a thousand five hundred per kg, and you'll be like, Ah, no, I buy a one one for the other farm. <laughs> now, if you, yeah, if you tell the other person to leave, and the person goes to the market and tell everybody, Ah, that guy now five, you want to sell you one. Nobody is going to come back to want to buy from you, and at that point, you're left with just having your fish, you're feeding them. Because fish doesn't just grow in a day. Mm-hmm. It takes about an average of four months for you to get a reasonable size, a table size fish. And that's a big factor considering you have to feed them, you have to pay staff salary, you have to put things in order and many of those things. But again, what we've tried to do at SkyMine is um, we've tried our possible best to reduce our costs in terms of production. Um, we had to neglect anything that has to do with petrol diesel for our water because we our land doesn't have a running water like river or whatever you so we had to get our own bubble we had to lay our own pumps our own pipes and whatever you and we've just been trying to just do everything we can with little or no no costs <laughs> I, like, I like the fact that you're looking for alternative uh, which is yeah. one thing we do here Talking about the way technology is helping us uh, with shortcuts, basically, uh, people are applying technological um, solutions. And I would like to know what technological solutions you've actually laid your hand on or tried. And has it worked for you? And if it doesn't, did you opt for other options? Please share with us. Okay. So the one technology we we went for and i'm so proud of us that we went for that was using solar to power our farm mm. and many many people were like oh it's too cost it's too this when we were about setting up our farm and uh, that just saved us a whole lot um because at that point the foil price i think was still around 180 something or 150 something there but i can't remember and i was just thinking in my head that definitely one day you are going to remove this subsidy and things are going to be crazy in this country. At that point, diesel was going up and I said, okay, let's just go all in. What do we need? We need solar to power water. Water is the most essential thing we we needed for our farm. And we went for that. And even for the office area and the security area, we still went for, um, we still went for, what are they calling it? Solar. And it's, it's served us and I, I don't think I don't think at that farm we've ever bought anything that has to do with fuel or diesel. And that's a plus. One thing we opted for um, in terms of technology was using recreational ponds. Um, so there's, people call it tampolins. And at that time, it seemed like a great idea. Hmm. But right now, uh, it's not so much of a great idea considering um, many factors that are at play with us. We're looking at environment. We're looking at... Um, the climate change, many of these factors are not helping us maximize what we have. So other people might not see it as technology, but for me, it is a technology using tampoline ponds because it, it, it has its pros and its cons, but right now, because of factors that I listed, climate change, environment, and even down to the seeds. Seeds, when I mean seeds, we're talking about the, the fingerlings or the juveniles we buy to grow this fish into the big fish you have. So that's one thing we've done. And we're looking at how we can just manage with going back to the old way, which is put them in the in the eating pond, let them play in there. So that's a few I can, I can think of right now. All right. While you were just talking, I'm just thinking everything you've been saying is all is around catfish, catfish, catfish. And the popular word around catfish is, uh, you know, before I break it, (laughs) do you know the popular (laughs) word around catfishing? I I actually don't. Oh, I I don't know. Please. I think, you know, you can you can share with me the idea you have in your head. Uh, Is it not when a guy is trying to be a woman? I don't know if I'm correct. Oh, kind of, yeah. So it's not just uh, guys. It's like when somebody is trying to be something else on online, basically, uh, oh, okay. you're portraying things that are not authentically 
yours so that's catfishing so i'm thinking uh, i'm it is just this just off topic i'm just joking by the way <laughs> have you ever tried that catfishing anybody online uh, no i that's never crossed my mind has anyone ever catfish you uh, none that i can think of right now so when you think, think of catfish you only think of your business your farmlands wow such a serious man that's well i don't really just think about my business and everything i see catfish as as the word yeah the mm. word once in a while mind that oh people do catfishing and all those things but catfish on its own is it's such an amazing blessing to nigeria and we don't know yet mm. it's, it's amazing we're the like we produce this thing more than any nation on earth yet it's not enough for even us so you can imagine the opportunities in there and the benefits the health benefits in catfish as well so don't mind me when when, when i think about it in so serious in so much of a serious case yeah so, it's a serious thing because nutritious so i'm going to come to the tr- nutritional values uh, but first, I want to ask you around Sky Mind Agro. How did yeah. you come up with the name? Okay. What was the inspiration? Uh, okay, so the name was coined by um, me and a, a dear friend of mine, William. Um, that was way back in 2011. So it was actually a different company then. It was not an agro firm. So just Sky Mind Concept were into something entirely different back then. I just felt like, oh, the name is quite unique, and we just, I just moved it to this. So the name came as a result of we wanted to do a sharp shot business, and I think we were, we were, we were tipsy, we were drunk actually, we were in a bar, and we had to, <laughs> we had to, we had to give them the, give them a, an invoice the following day. I was just like, just like, but the sky is not bad, though. Don't mind me. Because you guys so are that, already in the sky. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> it's not bad, dude. So then he responded, "No mind me." Then I also like, guy, no bad if we just do sky mind so and <laughs> voila. So it didn't come out of any deep thoughts. It came out out of our call. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pretty yeah, interesting yeah. story. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I can't imagine how many people are sleeping on their bottles rather than using it to think. Um, you know? <laughs> well, great things comes out of bottle like Sky Minds, and uh, let's talk about the nutritional value of catfish because I know there are varieties of fishes, but you specifically just want to groom these catfishes and put them in the market. So, what are the values that the consumers are going to get from not just patronizing you but consuming this product? Okay, so first of all, uh, I'll give a bit of stats mm-hmm. um, on our protein intake in Nigeria. About 92 million people, Nigerians, don't say like, don't eat protein. 92. But they eat and, beans. Oh, well, they eat beans, but 92%. And this stats, they opt uh, for uh, rice. <laughs> yeah, we, we eat more of carbohydrate. Okay, agari. So yes, yeah, 0.5% of Nigerian population. Just stats is 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know the percentage as of this year, and it's it's a it's a concern for for me personally. Um, proud to know, I never used to be a fan of catfish. I recently became a fan of catfish because I discovered new ways to eat them rather than eat them in that raw form, just grilled and everything, which is amazing when you're having it with friends and a bottle of beer or whiskey. It's amazing. Uh, but I discovered that when you now take it into the oven, you smoke it and you know everything is dried and you mm-hmm. just bring it and you, and you hear that lovely sound. <laughs> you know, when you're cracking it, you hear that amazing sound. Mm. There is something dust you. It just, it just tastes amazing because it is one of the most healthier, uh, it is the healthiest protein mm-hmm. you could think of in Nigeria. It is as well rich in lots of vitamins that you could think of and it is very good for the arts good for our blood yeah it's good for our brains so you can imagine that in nigeria we use too much of our brain especially in lagos people use too much of their brain because <laughs> they're always on the move on the go they're thinking about 
how to go about things, how to do this, how to do that. And catfish is just the right fit for us, especially in Nigeria. Hmm. I like that. I like the fact that it's actually good for the brain work also. I'm just looking at the world of catfish and I remember when I was younger, very little. So apparently, I think this is a confession. My dad was into agriculture, but it was more like uh, training the chicks to chicken, then selling to bigger markets. He sells the chicken, he sells the eggs. And when mm-hmm. my dad died, my mom wanted to pick up. But I want to tell you, it's not an easy fate for something that you have no pyro likeness to, even if you have understanding of the market. Mm-hmm. And sure. also, nothing prepares anyone for loss of your pro- your your livestock. Especially, yeah. there are times it will be climate issues. Sometimes you will lose them to maybe uncertainties. Have you experienced any of these critical losses of your livestock? And how were you able to manage the loss? Okay. Um, the most vivid one was in 2021, May 2021. And that was a few days to my death day. So we lost over we lost over 5,000 pieces of fish. 5,000? Yeah, over 5,000. How 000. many trampoline was that? Oh, then we were using the netting pond, so... That's a lot. Yeah, so we lost over 5,000 pieces of fish. And mm-hmm. So, negligence by the farm supervisor at that time. And uh, when that happened, we just had to be quick in decision-making. So, it's either we just go for a loss entirely, or just take them as they had and smoke them, then sell them in the markets. <laughs> Funny thing, um, then I wasn't I wasn't used to smoking. I didn't know so much about smoking, so we got people to come smoke for us at the farm there, mm. and they smoked entirely rubbish. Wow. <laughs> the smoke was horrible. The smoking was horrible, and I, I and one of my colleagues, I, I think he might probably be on the score, and we drove all the way to the farm and to take all this fish because. It was a roller coaster. The farm was far from us, and it was just an horrible experience. And we lost so much money. Imagine having that lot of fish in over three, four months old fish, and they are dying at one stretch. It was, it was terrible. But I didn't stop at that. I think after that time, um, we decided to say, okay, let's bring the farm closer. And I went harder again, even after that loss. So probably I have connoted. Hmm. Or you were more passionate about seeing the business grow. You know, uh, something about vision, I believe, is no matter what is in front of you, meaning your obstacle, your hurdles, if the vision is ingrained in your heart, you would definitely want to see it through. You would want to jump through any thick forest or to just achieve that thing. So I guess that was what was going through your mind. You were never going to give up because 5,000 fishes died. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think why I'm saying this is not that I'm that wise of a girl in farming. (laughs) It's just that I had the experience growing up where we had fire incidents at the poultry and we lost so many grown chickens. Like, so many. And I saw my dad, like, never seen him that sad. He felt like he was close to the chickens more than he was close to his money. And this grown man was close to tears. So I can understand what was going through your mind. But the next year, it was back to doing the same thing, training them from chick to chicken. And I think it's amazing. What connection do you usually feel? Because uh, when people train, especially live animals, like cows, goats, there's certain relationship they start having with these animals. Do you at some point ever have relationship with these fishes? Oh, okay. Yeah, so this may, this may sound weird, but I, I remember a couple of times I would enter the farm, stay around the fish, the trampolines, mm-hmm. and I will just play music from my phone. I'll play music from my phone and I'll just be with them. I just, just you know, let them have some fun in their life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. I would just like play some music, let them have some fun. Because those animals, they are intelligent and mm. in their own way. They are intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I think the days that I feel so much pain for them is when you're coming to take them from the farm, like buy them from the farm. And I'll just see how those, all the buyers are coming to, you know, 
they don't carry them with care they don't i'll just be like come on stop that carry it properly do it like do it like that and you know you just it's it's a living thing you're going to definitely have this emotional connection with them and i don't like staying around where they are being killed they're also like ah they have these guys at the farm so I, I think at a point we started naming some of the fish as well. Wow. You know, yeah, at our farms we name our ponds. So you see, you go there, it's like uh, this show from the Spanish TV where you, I think um, La Capan something. So you have Tokyo, you have Russia, you have Poland, you have different So you ponds squid there. off the fishes. <laughs> you play squid games with your fishes. Interesting. <laughs> Very, very interesting. I mean, it'll be it'll be amazing to just step into your farmland, go, uh, playing songs, playing music for your fishes. I've never heard something like that, but I'm sure they definitely connect with you somehow, some way. Um, so now let's you you talked about one of the challenges being funding. So what's really going on? Because even when I put up the post on social media, I know being in the tech space for over a year now i've seen a lot of people raising funds i know the guys in the fintech industry it doesn't even take them much of a hassle to raise uh, seed funds and you'd see people moving from series a to b to c and the likes of it and when we look at the the farming sector it's very rare but i don't want to say it's impossible because i've seen a couple of people raise funds especially around the continent not just nigeria so what do you think is stopping people especially farmers in nigeria or what's the um hurdle that is or barrier that is not making vcs or investors look at that sector as much as they look at the fintech sector Okay, that's a very very interesting question, and I'm going to I'm going to put in like two parts. The first part I'll put is our predecessors, those that were in the farming game before we decided to come. The they did terrible job in a way. Many of them were liars. Let's ah, leave it at that. Liars. Yeah. Wow, yeah, such a strong that, word. Oh, Please. That's a yeah, it is, and I'll tell you why. Many folks did crowdfunding and. Crowdfunding was a way of um, raising funds, raising capital to to help your business. But at the end of the day, you see many of those folks, they didn't use the money for what it was supposed to be used for. You you promise people percentages you can fulfill in three months and two months, and just particular to poultry farmers, you tell them that you give them fifteen percent in this period of time, which is economically impossible to do. So that has put so much um, skepticism in many uh, potential investors, and farming is not is not one something that is clear. You could have, for example, we lost five thousand pieces of fish. Did we anticipate that? No, we didn't. We what we now later discovered was that we need to be insuring our produce. Mm, insurance. Yeah, insurance. We need to, but before you claim that insurance is another problem. But let's leave that for another day. <laughs> but thing is, you're insuring them. You're insuring your your produce. But again, like I said, many of these uh, predecessors they gave too much hopes where they shouldn't have to potential investors. People are still in trouble trying to give back their investors their money. And here you are. You're trying to solicit for funds. Everybody will be skeptical about it. They will be skeptical about it, but it doesn't mean that people are not raising funds. They are raising funds from grants and what have you. And uh, personally, I believe in the school of thought where you need to get to a certain level before people feel like they can come and help you. That's the funny thing I think of life in general. And it might be, it might be, it's arguable. You can argue it. And I would say, I would say, people who want to invest. They are telling you that they want their money in a very short period. Many people that have come to me that they want to invest, they want their money in a short period. I can't guarantee you that. If you're coming in, come get equity. If you're getting equity, it's going to be a ride. It's going to be a long journey, a long journey. But because right now we've we did a bit of a pivot into getting not just grain fish, but making fish available in the littlest form we can make it available, which is fillet. Uh, my guys at the office they call it aquatic crunches. 
you know, since the old margarita and everything is online now, so we're calling it aquatic crunches. So it's an easy to eat food and investors find it interesting because this is a go-to market fit. It's not just about you growing fish. So most times the reason investors are not coming in is because they don't see a business in it yet. They just feel like you're doing it in a regular way. But right now that we've shifted our focus, people are more interested to say, okay, let's get this and this done. And you guys, we can see how we can invest in you guys, which is a plus. So sometimes it's not just them investing in farming, it's because they are not seeing it as a business. They are seeing it as, uh, okay, you're just doing farming, it's fine. So people want to see that, oh, you have a business that can bring in cash flow, that people can buy on the go, that people can do this with, do that with. So that's just the difference, I would say. I, I think that's actually relatable, yeah, because some so many of the VCs, I do read newsletter and I would see some of them are the adverse risk sometimes they they are skeptical about it like you said the predecessors they've had like some shady workings with investors in the past so most times investors are looking to put their money on something with guaranteed risk it's not like there's no risk but it's more like it's guaranteed um another one is i saw a yc combinator um investor talking about how he's never going to put his money on any founder who is still on the streets i mean on the streets meaning you're still out partying enjoying your life and the likes of it but just thinking about how you told me sky minds agro was actually coined over sharing a bottle of beer with your friends do you think that the, the investor is correct or his uh mindset is is in the right angle when it comes to investing in younger people in startups with the words he said he may have a point but uh, i honestly think it's different because this was years ago i like i said the name has been in the- <laughs> you don't just want to look at it from that angle say i think <laughs> this is different <laughs> i just the name came out years ago when mm-hmm. i was still not that i'm not still young i'm 25 so let's mm-hmm. say like the, the, the color don't argue my age <laughs> I'm not arguing. Anything you say, I agree. Zakari is actually laughing at you right now. Don't mind him. Because I mean, stay young this, forever. Yeah, this was years ago. This was 2009 or 2010 that we came up with the name. And mm-hmm. Right now, different. I, I can't even remember the last time I took a call. So, so you're off the streets. Di- is that what you're saying? I'm off the street, my dear. I'm off the street. So your so ex is a- now in your startup. Is that- yeah, but the the YC the YCVC has mm-hmm. a very good point mm-hmm. because we we live in a world where everybody is trying to you know show that I have wealth, I have this, I have that, and be like I'm the life of the party, and they go take investors' money mm-hmm. and go you know go blow it up in places like Queen Locks, Beer Barn, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want that. You don't want that. So yeah, I get this point. I get this point. Yeah. So if we're not doing livestock farming, which other type of farming would you have loved to go into? Uh, apart from livestock, I think crop farming. We do crop farming, by the way. We do corn, but these are seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, um, but I think if I'm not into livestock farming, I would be... Ah, God, almost everything that is coming to my head is livestock, but I think I'll be in crop farming because oh. there's, there's a really good, good um, opportunity in, um, in, in crop farming. Especially in Nigeria, we have so much, so much lands, unusable lands. But insecurities are killing us. Hmm. I can, yeah. I can imagine insecurity mixed with um, transportation of uh, of your goods, because yeah. uh, right now, especially in Nigeria, we're talking about the fuel subsidy, and a lot mm-hmm. of people, the means of transportation has quadrupled, if not even gone beyond the number I cannot pronounce. Yeah. So uh, let's let's quickly touch on the markets uh, point. How is it like dealing with merchants? How is it like uh, trying to get your your livestock or goods to the market to people who really need it? And um, how have you been able to? Let, before I move to the brand, you, let's just look at how you've been able to market this produce to people who really need it, especially the the products where you have the fish fillet. Okay, so at SkyMind, the fish fillet is, is quite new. Um, we came about it in February, March. 
yeah, thereabouts. So it's quite new, and we're still trying to find that market fit. Mm-hmm. So so far, we've been speaking to stores, stores in Abuja, little other stores in um, Lagos that can help us. But in the meantime, most of uh, I think ninety five percent of our sales has come from online mm. and yeah so we've been trying to utilize online campaigns online ads to sell these products and we, which is a good thing because that helps us so much in terms of in terms of um, brand reach and how our consumers can have personal relationship with us and not go through the back door mm-hmm. that's that's going about it but um, we're looking at getting more people to help out so we're trying to reach out to partnership um, influencers who are into the agro space to partner with us and us get a much larger customers. So that's what we've been we've been doing. That's that's really good. I mean, that's also one tech tool you're utilizing, taking advantage of, which is the social media platforms. I think that's a great way to connect with people globally and locally. And uh, that's also a great way to market your produce. And you've also touched on branding. Um, I know um, with social media, you just have to keep coming up with ways that your brand can get attention. And you've also touched on how you you seek influencers. Um, because we're running out of time, I'll quickly ask anyone in the in the house who would like to ask um, a question. I put up a, a post. You can just identify by raising up your hand if you have any question for Shedrach before he runs out of this line. Okay. Yeah, please, Femi, you can go ahead. You can put on your mic and speak. Any questions Hello, for Shedrach? Good afternoon. We can hear you. Good afternoon. So, mine would rather be a form of a comment than, uh, than a question. So, a very quick one, because of time. Yeah. When you ask to do major challenge they are facing right now is investment. Mm-hmm. That means funds, yeah. Because you cannot uh, dissociate funds from turnover or business activity. So the impediment about investors not coming into that specific space might not, uh, perhaps, or in absolute terms, be as a function of previous uh, activity of local farmers. Yeah. So you don't so agree with the statement for, about the predecessor? No, I never said I don't. It <laughs> might not just be the major, right? Okay, it might, okay. might not be the major. So here's the thing. The problem has, has, has been on for, for decades. And it's just because that farmers, tech farmers, subsistence farmers, commercial farmers, put their head on the business. They put their eyes on the stock, on the crop, and they are not looking what the what's obtainable in the world so a very quick one an investor would need your book of account what have you done mm-hmm. for decision making where's your weak point where do you need help is it in terms of feed do you need to get more fingerlings in time of infrastructure mm-hmm. and these things are not done except you have an adequate and appropriate bookkeeping mm-hmm. right that is one another thing is business structure that is incorporation now because uh, most of them don't get uh, the presence of government coming to their offices and all of those things some there's no form of incorporation no form of uh, compliance certification no tax return no nsitf the bp certification is not there so what it does to an investor is that there's no security that means you're very volatile you are not tied to uh, a legal entity where you can be represented by the company mm-hmm. or elsewhere, something to lay hands on. That is one. Another thing is the ownership structure. Ownership structure in the sense that I can bet you, except the big cats whose ownership structure is such that we have shareholders and their PLC. 60 70 percent of farmers, especially in the northern part of Nigeria, are. are self-owned so what happens to an investment what happens to going concern so you want me to invest in a particular person and the person goes off the stage and that my phone goes out no so here's the thing when it has to do with ownership structure even if there's a fund uh i'm a financial person i'm a, I'm a financial expert i'm the md of family dollar family and consulting a very good friend of of Shetra. so uh here's the thing regardless of the fund that you have 
business wise it's also good to stagger your capital debt a bit capital a bit yeah so mm-hmm. in, in in capital structure i don't want to go into details you discover that even debt can count for 70 percent and your equity can count for 80 percent what that does for you as an entrepreneur is that it keeps on your toe that i'm reporting to people mm-hmm. i need to make profit okay it's not that okay i can test losses no at some point you cannot test losses okay you need to mitigate against every foreseeable risk except the random risks that are very cyclical they're not seasonal cyclical can be in four or five years due to unknown events uh viruses whatever it is you know so another thing i also quickly run through is the insurance insurance should be the bedrock of every uh, enterprise that is very risky as such as agribusiness i don't expect that because you asked uh, a, a particular point that okay have you made a loss if you have made a five thousand loss at a particular point what you are telling to the public is that okay this thing could repeat itself thank god he quickly said he's, he's done insurance and mm-hmm. of course the bottleneck when it comes to insurance and getting your claim those bottleneck has been removed because insurance is not a private business yeah in the last couple of months i've changed insurance personal insurance that i'm having namely leadway i used to be with there are lobbying there's a window of transfer you know and even as a business so uh I don't. I can go on and on. And I on know and on and there's so much. There's so much yeah. wisdom in what you're saying, and I really like the fact that you are emphasizing on some of the points you mentioned because you could have gone past our heads with, okay, if I could lose, but then uh, coming up with the insurance and also letting us know that insurance is not something that you just uh, overlook just because of the way you or your perception towards it. So. Uh, maybe some other time we'll definitely have a more ingrained conversation on inve- um, insurance, especially uh, for farmers. Thank you so much, Mr. Femi. I really appreciate it. Being a friend of Shedrak, I know that mm, they said, show me your friend and I'll show you the direction you're going. So Shedrak, I can see, I can see. Do you have anything to support what Mr. Femi just said? Oh, yeah. Mr. So much. He's a dear friend of mine mm-hmm. and he made mention of a very good point which is bookkeeping mm-hmm. um at first when we started it was just like oh let's get this business doing like i'm a math mm-hmm. person I like, I like knowing the numbers to be sure that i'm not going to run into deep a mess or anything i like numbers i like to know things but i discovered that we were not doing proper bookkeeping but these days um for the past two years even down to down to the water we buy if we buy pure water, we always put it there. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we bought this and that and that. So it's very vital. And many farmers that are around are not doing that, which is very tough. So in the long in the long run, which is next year, we intend to even do a system for um, for small scale farmers to help them with their bookkeeping. That's what one thing we are looking at because we want to look at not just farming itself or catfish itself. We want mm-hmm. to look at how farming can be helped with their bookkeeping and so on. And since Mr. Femi is here, I'm training it openly. He's going to partner us. <laughs> You're training your hook. Okay. Yeah, so because we need to help people. So it's going to be more or less like a SaaS-based, a SaaS-based platform where we can help very small-scale farmers, help them keep their books in, in place and just help them grow. They have a track record of what they what they are spending on and how much they are making as well. I like the fact that I like the fact that you're looking out for other farmers because um, uh, this is all about the life of a modern farmers. But then we cannot uh, forsake those who are still using the old practices that is really not working for them. But you'd find out that some of them it's not working, but they really don't even know the solution to their problems. And Mr. Femi threw a solution about bookkeeping, writing everything to the deeds, uh, ensuring that everything is being recorded and the, the next move is to look out how farmers can implement this method and how proper bookkeeping, simplified bookkeeping would be ensured for all farmers. I really, I really enjoyed today's conversation. I would like maybe any, any advice for aside bookkeeping for other farmers out there who are going to stumble on this for whosoever would like to take uh, a replay. You can replay this uh, session and um, you can also follow us on 
Africa Tech Radio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We bring people who are doing innovative stuff to speak. And of course, I'm, I'm looking at the future where we're definitely going to have a thing for farmer, farmers, basically. So there will be a lot of knowledge to share on this platform. But before we run out, any other advice, any other comments or a question? We can take a quick one before time. Yeah. From me or from someone else? Shadrach, let's go first from you. Advice to farmers out there, to people who are just, or people who have been thinking of going into farming. Um, the advice I'll give is farming is, is, is good. That's that's one advice I'll give. It's good. But one thing about farming, if you don't do it well, if you don't do it properly, you're going to become more poorer than you were. That's one. So you need to put in proper planning. Mm-hmm. And, um, Need to you need to know your markets. You need to know your markets. You should do something that has a market fit already, so you don't try and struggle around it. Then also for anyone intending to go into catfish farming, don't let anybody tell you that you can become a millionaire overnight. That's a big lie. <laughs> That's a big lie. There is a lot of work involved, and you need to know the right seeds to use you need to know the kind of land you want to use the sort of farming mechanism you want to engage in and even for crop farming you need to as well know the kind of lands you need to use as well and invest in yourself learn a whole lot invest in short courses try to understand the basic things of running a business because as a farmer you're not just a farmer you're a business person invest in yourself a lot i think i think that's that we do Thank you very much. Anyone would like to leave a call? Oh, I can see Abiodu. Abiodu, please go ahead, uh, but make it quick. Yeah, good afternoon, Bukola. Good afternoon, Chedra. Hi, Abiodu. Um, Thanks for joining us. My question is this, because I remember growing up, my uncle actually used to have a fish pond, and me and his um, son, anytime we visit the son, the, the, um, the farm, we can quickly just take um, probably two, three fishes up of the pond. We take it to beer parlor to trade. Mm-hmm. We use some to trade for beer. So I'm um, mm-hmm. My question is this: How do you, you know, um, when it comes to chicken, cows, all those things, you can mm-hmm. you can easily take record mm-hmm. of the livestock. But, but in terms of fish, uh, I don't think it's that easy. So how do you how do you manage? How do you cope with your workers? Do you think uh, probably they wouldn't be doing things like that behind you? Okay. Um, the- to quickly answer your question, what we did was create a system. If you remember, I give an example of us naming our ponds. Mm-hmm. The name we gave our ponds was to help us in our Excel sheets. So we have a number of how many fish are in the pond. So for instance, let's say 1,000 in each pond. So every month, like every end of the month, or let's say between the space of two months, we try to sort. So sorting is a way to know the big and the small ones among the fish. So we do sorting. And in doing sorting, we get account of the numbers of fish still available. And every dead one that is we see in the pond, we bring them out and record them that, oh, from this 1,000, one is dead. So it turns to 999. So that way it helps us to keep a record. So when we're about selling and we're seeing that the number of the fish in the pond is 800 against 900 from our record, something is off. I mean, stealing has occurred somewhere or something has happened somewhere. So it helps us with our record and doing that just saves you a lot of trouble. So it's hard work, but it helps. Abiyadu, is that, is that a good answer for you? I can see... Um, 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 Shedrak, Shedrak uh, you know, fish actually, they actually feed on each other. So the moment any one of them have a mark or probably is dead, they, 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 they feed on it. So... Yeah. Yeah, we, we have a short time. I would have given you lots of breakdown. But we okay, don't worry. I think I'll, I'll, I'll let Shedrach share his social handles. So uh, this conversation, I really wish we can carry on. I could see uh, it total joy. I would really love to permit. But please, can you make it quick? Um, just a minute. Mr. Femi again. Okay, let's let's do this quick one. One minute, okay. one minute. I'm timing you. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is um, Dr. Itodo from the Federal University of last year i'm a veterinary doctor by profession yeah i'm a veterinary doctor by profession and i just want to make it's not a question it's just a comment go ahead i want to change it from where i started from Mm -hmm. because he started this journey it hasn't been easy Mm -hmm. and i like the fact that he always kept using professionals mm-hmm. you can't say you want to start a fish farming without using professional the position or the place for a professional advice 
a professional consultation can never be overemphasized. Mm-hmm. So it will be very good for young farmers coming up to don't just go for um, people that that will tell you that oh I have experience and all. Meet people that know much, they have studied about this, and they could really advise you in any challenge you have. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor Joy. That was that was a very good comment. Uh, take advice from professionals mm-hmm. and seek professional support. Mr. Femi, would you like to drop your last comment? Yeah. I think Mr. Femi is the last person I would be taking comment from. I really appreciate everyone who joined in, and thanks for your comment also, Mr. Femi. You have the floor. So okay, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna make this real quick. Uh, thank you, Boss Shadrach, for the great work you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a great uh, time. I'm not a farmer, right? I'm just a finance person. So, uh, Bjorn asked the question of basically, how do you account mm-hmm. for in as much as those species are very small, might not be able to account for those. But now, I would suggest that you just have to do your, when it comes to agree, costing to the basics is very important. Okay. So, we call it activity based costing, ABC. You know how much you bought those fish, you know how much each fish costs. So, you cascade the unit cost for the fish, what it takes to feed, it's just an self template. Mm-hmm. And by the time you're selling, you can actually even get your merging on a fish. Because agriculture, when it comes to accounting, it's a specialized kind of accounting and it's, uh, it's costing activity based. Thank you. Don't let me go more than that. Thanks, Mr. Just Femi, for your financial um, advice. Abiodu, I'm sure you're getting good responses from uh, Shedrak, Mr. Femi, and of course, Dr. Joy. Um, Shedrak, please share your social yeah, media handle for anyone who would like to continue this conversation or probably uh, drop your hand of support in what you're doing. So what, what are your social media handle and how can they link up uh, with you? Okay. Um, our social media handle is at SkyMindAgo. Mm-hmm. on every social media thread everywhere you can think about so you can reach us on our website to skymindagro.com and my personal social media handles are um, at umonai on ig and same on twitter as well at umonai all right then shedra kochik yeah. All right. Uh, it's been a wonderful session. I really want to say I enjoyed this more than any person listening or who is going to listen to this. It's quite educational and very informative. Uh, thanks to Mr. Femi for giving some financial advice and Dr. Joy also with some expertise advice and Abiodun for a very, very intelligent and absolutely insightful question um i only thank you for your time uh staying on the on the call also rachel and zakari uh a couple of people left already but i want to say a big thank you to everyone who joined in uh please don't forget to follow us we are a tech radio on instagram all we do at africa tech radio is uh talk about technological advancement and we do this every other day I mean, even while others are sleeping, we're checking on what's new and what's the innovation that is coming close to us. And we're reporting around Africa in general. We also have some great episodes just in case you're looking for what to listen to. Very, very informative and educational and would love to um, welcome you guys to this side of the world, the, the tech world, basically. Uh, my name is Buki. I'm your host for the day. I do cruise control Monday to Friday, uh, midday till 2 p.m. Yes, this is the part I say thank you so much and do have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day and rest of the week. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.